Welcome to the PHC Corporation of North America. Now with news of interest to life science, biomedical, pharmaceutical, biotechnology, and clinical markets here and around the world. The PHC Information Network explores challenges, best practices, and applications for laboratory equipment used in life sciences pharmaceutical, biotech, clinical, and industrial laboratories. So here we are again. This is Bill White with Joe Laporte, who is the product group director with PHC Corporation of North America. Joe, welcome back. Thanks, Bill. It's great to be here talking about something that's very near and dear to my heart. It is, and I think that's best proven out by the fact that you just published a white paper uh, discussing um, ultra-low temperature performance, and the title is uh, Ultra-Low Temperature Freezers by the Numbers. I think that informed people in the market have probably been begging for this kind of information for many, many years, and now we have it thanks to you and some others in the industry who um, have participated in this whole journey to Ener Energy Star certification. Joe, let's set the stage. Um, what does this white paper lead people to understand about the reality of, of metrics in ULT uh, performance and what we were not getting before from the industry? The white paper is, is a major undertaking, of course, uh, to make sure that we have our facts straight and uh, understand exactly what we're dealing with. And the reason we went through this process to educate customers is the fact that um, over the last few years, we've seen some major shifts in designs of ultra-low freezers in general. Um, I've been involved in this industry for over 30 years now. Uh, and there has been incremental changes in ultra-low freezer designs. We've seen manufacturers come and go. We've seen new design concepts come and go. But this is the first time we're seeing a wholesale change in the innovation behind how ultra-low freezers, freezers are designed. So we took this opportunity to take a look at uh, some of the concepts related to what's important in an ultra-low freezer design and how those um, designs have changed over the last few years uh, to where we are now uh, in relation to uh, providing peer-reviewed information on how well these freezers perform and, and doing what they're supposed to do. So we've got at an intersection of a couple of uh, uh, bellwether uh, points in the evolution of these products. One is we've got some new technologies that are being managed by more intelligent controls. And then we have the concept of Energy Star um, bringing everybody into the same uh, arena and, and doing independent testing. Um, now we know what the numbers are, where they came from, and how they relate. And sometimes it's not the lowest or the highest number that is critical. I think it's the aggregate performance that has to be measured in coming to that kind of a, a decision, especially when you've got not just one, but maybe many ultra-low temperature, uh, ultra temperature freezers to acquire. Joe, the, um, the journey uh, is covered in, in the white paper that you have produced. You're talking about how we got here. Um, 
let's go back to the early day real quick and what kind of the wild west it was when everybody was publishing their own information and claiming to be number one yeah that's that's an important uh, aspect bill and and we i think a lot of customers especially the ones that are purchasing larger volumes of ultra low freezers have caught on to that um in specifically i'm speaking about published specifications and how well freezers perform and manufacturers uh, lacking any oversight external oversight will publish typically best case scenario pictures um related and related to the performance data of the freezers. And, and what I mean by that is they will uh, provide test conditions that may not be realistic uh, that customers would be able to duplicate in their laboratory environments. Um, so what you end up with is customers relying on, on the data that manufacturers are producing related to energy consumption uh, for one, but also performance metrics and how quickly freezers recover um, how much heat they reject into the room that has to be handled by the air conditioning system, um, how much noise is being produced by the freezers, simply because there really was no standard in the past for how these should be measured. Uh, manufacturers were free to produce whatever data they wanted. Uh, and they would often say, well, the data is available upon request, but trying to navigate that data and understand how that is going to relate to what a customer might see can be a little bit uh, difficult at times. Joe, I think one uh, example is um, we see a lot of data published out there with respect to the performance in um, freezers, but if it's not a differentiation between the concept of air-cooled versus water-cooled condensers, for example, the information can be accurate, but not entirely presented within context of what the real world might be expecting. That's a good point, Bill. Water-cooled freezers, we've seen a big uptick in the requests from those from customers, and particularly customers that are looking for LEED certification in their buildings, so, uh, where they want to reduce their, their carbon footprint or energy footprint as much as possible. So water-cooled freezers provide the opportunity for, to, for freezers to perform better and to reduce the amount of energy or heat that's being rejected into the room. So um, that's been uh, something we've seen a lot of over the last little while. But it's not really realistic for most customers. Most customers don't have access to water-cooled systems within their facility, uh, so they rely on the tried-and-true air-cooled method, which will perform, will, will cause the freezers to perform somewhat differently than a water-cooled freezer will. So uh, what we've been looking for is a apples-to-apples -apples comparison of one freezer to the next, since every manufacturer has their own internal criteria. So it makes it very difficult for customers to compare the performance of one freezer to the next. And what we got with Energy Star is the ability to make very uh, close comparisons from one manufacturer to another in the test criteria that the EPA put out for the Energy Star requirements. And certainly the idea of independent testing and publication of those results um, is, a, is a great benefit to people who are evaluating. One of the purposes of this podcast is to lead people to the download of the white paper, and we'll get to that point um, uh, in that address here um, in just a few minutes. But for now, we'll take a break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Information Network of PHC Corporation of North America. This is Bill White again with Joe Laporte, 
Director Product Group, um, PHC Corporation of North America. We're talking about the white paper that Joe just published on uh, basically apples to apples comparisons of, uh, uh, or at least the framework for that for ultra low temperature freezers, but uh, showing for the first time, putting numbers in context with what they really mean. Joe, just a quick snapshot into the uh, the new VIP Eco uh, freezer without getting into all of the specifics, which are nicely covered in the white paper. What are the numbers that really do matter that are published in your white paper? What do people really need to care about? Well, there's several of them, Bill. Um, first of all, for customers that are concerned or familiar with Energy Star, the energy profile is one of them. And one of the reasons we wrote the white paper is that if for customers, if they do a search for Energy Star lab grade, it'll take them to the pages of all the products that are certified or approved under Energy Star. But unfortunately, the Energy Star pages don't show everything. They will show a very basic data related to energy. Now, we've been involved in the Energy Star process since it began in 2009, and we made it very clear, along with other manufacturers and stakeholders, that it's actually very easy to produce an ultra-low freezer that consumes very little energy. Unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily mean that the freezer will have any capacity to recover temperatures. So, the ability to remove heat from the inside of that freezer to the uh, surrounding environment or water, if that's the method the customers choose, um, is an important aspect of this to be able to maintain temperatures or lack of heat energy at minus 80. So within the framework of the program, we, we made it very clear and the EPA agreed with us that we would also have to include metrics to show customers how well these freezers perform. Now, all of that data is being reported to the EPA under Energy Star. It is collected by the independent licensed test agencies that the EPA um, allows to do the testing. Um, but unfortunately, on the Energy Star website, it's only showing a few metrics. And in regards to ultra-low uh, freezers, it can be a little confusing. Uh, for example, the Energy Star listing uniquely shows for ultra-low freezers the energy per cubic foot. Well, ultra-low freezers aren't lumber. You're not buying freezers by the board foot. You're buying it like every other product, uh, a specific model that has a specific capacity. So what we wanted to do is take this opportunity within the white paper to show uh, not only what a specific model of our freezer, how much energy it consumes under real-world conditions, including door openings, but we also wanted to show the metrics that are also captured during the Energy Star testing, including how quickly it recovers, what kind of uniformity we have, what kind of performance the unit exhibits. And that really is the differentiator. Uh, customers sometimes forget in their journey when they purchase ultra-low freezers that they are not all the same and that they are manufactured differently and will sometimes uh, focus uh, solely on energy as a, a performance metric. Um, but energy is just one part of the whole equation of what makes these units tick and what provides them with the best opportunity. There's no reason to purchase an ultra-low freezer if you're not worried about 
long-term viability of the products at ultra-low temperatures. So uh, the ability to recover those temperatures, the ability to maintain at any point in that chamber uh, within the freezer, those ultra-low temperatures is really crucial for the long-term viability. So we wanted to make sure with this white paper that we showed customers uh, not only the energy profiles at different temperatures, some customers preferred it to store at minus 70, some at minus 80. Uh, we wanted to give all of those all of that information on how well they can expect their freezer to perform uh, when they receive a freezer from us um, and understand exactly what that information is telling them. With all of this, customers can take a look at it and say, for me, this is what I'm going to get. And since we published this white paper, we've heard from many customers who have done testing saying, well, we're finding that your data is meeting what you're claiming it to be, but we're not finding it in all cases uh, related to other manufacturers. That's why it's important for customers to understand what process we went through to get Energy Star certification and what other metrics should be available to them. Joe, even though Energy Star criteria that's published doesn't necessarily require some of this information. Uh, they do have it available. You have chosen to uh, pass that along in the white paper and, and explain just why it is so important. And I think that's consistent with what we would call the social responsibility of uh, PHC Corporation now that the Energy Star certification has been acquired for uh, the VIP Eco, the um, 702 model. And uh, you have another model uh, coming along that's uh, a little bit smaller, but still ready to be Energy Star certified as well. Joe, let's talk for one moment about the concept of the performance metrics that we discussed in a previous podcast. The business of buying an ultra-low freezer is almost directly isolated to the fact that we want to keep something cold and keep it for a long time. In order to do that, we have to have this performance within the product, the uniformity, recovery, the stability of the temperature. Then the product has to be dependable, has to be that way every day. And then the third leg on the stool, obviously, is the energy efficiency. We want to make it as energy efficient as possible, but that's not why our customers are buying the freezer. As some people may recognize, we were not the first to make an energy argument uh, related to this, this new technology. And part of the reason for that is that we through our history since 1966, we have recognized that for us to be, remain viable in this business, we have to provide reliable products. Considering the value in an average ultra-low freezer, we cannot cut corners to um, produce a product um, solely to try to capture the early adopters in the industry. We have to go through our due diligence, follow our tried and true quality standards to make sure that we are meeting what customers are telling us are their requirements. So the end result is that we have produced a freezer that not only consumes one of the lowest energy profiles in the industry, but also uh, creates a performance envelope that really is setting a new benchmark for how ultra-low freezers should be judged. Again, uh, alluding back to the white paper, this is why uh, we have explained in uh, detail uh, why these, why this information is important, as well as how we arrived at the data, or how the third-party testing agency arrived at the data, so the customers have something they can base 
uh, their comparisons from one ultra low freezer to the next and and remove some of this uh, fallacy that uh, some customers believe that well all ultra low freezers are the same so it really comes down to either price or 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 energy profiles and, and we're trying to dispel that myth with this white paper. Joe, it's an eight page white paper. One of the reasons for this podcast is to bring uh, attention to it and to bring people to uh, uh, download it uh, where you've articulated all these points very nicely into a, a lot more detail, including how you do it. But the um, idea of uh, apples to apples comparisons uh, is now a reality. if in fact, you want to deal with products that are Energy Star certified. There are other manufacturers that don't make that investment and either choose not to or they can't meet that specification. So uh, it's it's a good thing that it's all out there right now. Yeah, that's correct, Bill. And, and as I mentioned, um, <clears throat> circling back on, on how we started this conversation, for us, uh, the energy profile was just one part of the equation. Being able to convince the EPA that we also had to include uh, uh, the data related to the performance of the equipment was really for us a more important part of the equation. Since we knew we'd be able to, to meet an energy profile that customers were looking for, that performance data is really what we believe sets us apart. All right, so an astute customer would want to know what the Energy Star publication, the data is, but also additional information that you have available as a byproduct of this independent testing. And I, I want to add one more thing and ask one more question. There were Energy Star uh, test parameters established, and you chose to do then your own additional testing that stressed those parameters even more. Bill, that's a good point. We hear from time to time from customers who have had their air conditioning systems fail or have a problem with it in a warm environment or in facilities that don't use air conditioning. And we've heard many times throughout the years from those customers saying, well, when the temperature rose really high, your freezers were still able to maintain temperature while other freezers were not. And I'm talking about temperatures upwards of uh, you know, 30 degrees centigrade and in some cases even higher. So we wanted to make sure that we did the testing to find out what kind of range we had on this freezer, what type of internal capacity we had. So we, we asked the same licensed testing agency to extend their testing and do the same sort of testing that was done under Energy Star, but at a much higher environment. And we also asked them to include testing that would include a typical product load in a freezer. So we spent some time um, within our product group looking at what the average load is in an ultra low freezer full of racks and tubes and how that freezer would actually perform under high ambient conditions as well as normal ambient conditions. So we've also provided that data. Again, third-party testing was done using these parameters and we have that information available as well, like how quickly a freezer will warm up when it's full of product and how quickly it will pull down when it's full of product and how it will perform in a very high ambient such as 30 degrees and will it maintain the minus 80 set temperature throughout the whole chamber. These are real life situations that customers run into and we wanted to make sure that we had peer reviewed data that uh, really demonstrated what they would get under real world situations and again the main reason we did that is because most testing 
that is done either for uh, mapping of the freezers, how well they perform, or um, how much energy they consume is done on an empty freezer. So we extended it to show real-world situations and what customers should expect. As you did. I think uh, we've said this before. We'll say it again. We'll say it every time. The, the best friend that we have is an educated customer. And if we have an opportunity to share this kind of information through the, the white paper that you have put together, I think it's indicative of your responsibility to the industry as well as uh, your customer service overall. Joe Laporte. Joe is the uh, product group director of PHC Corporation of North America, a longtime veteran of ultra-low temperature freezer work, both on the service side and sales and development. Joe, you're uh, you're an expert. Yeah, it's taken a, a number of years, Bill. It's kind of mostly through osmosis. Uh, well, and that and a lot more. Joe Laporte, thanks so much. This is Bill White reporting for the PHC Information Network, where we explore challenges, best practices, and applications for laboratory equipment in uh, life science, pharmaceutical, biotech, clinical, and industrial laboratories. Where can we download the white paper? We'll let you know right after this. You're listening to the Information Network of PHC Corporation of North America. You've been listening to Joe Laporte, Manager, Product Group for PHC Corporation of North America. We've been talking about the white paper that Joe has written about ultra-low temperature freezer performance metrics and how to evaluate ultra-low freezers in advance of making a purchase decision. In other words, ultra-low freezers by the numbers. Thanks, Joe. To download Joe's white paper, please visit us online at bit.ly slash phcbi white paper. That's one word, bit.ly slash phcbi white paper. Until next time, this is Bill White. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Information Network of PHC Corporation of North America. News of interest to life science, pharmaceutical, biotechnology, clinical and industrial markets here and around the world.